Hello, welcome to the Transmissions Podcast. Uh, we're here, it's a special TFCon Toronto special event, and we're here with awesome Transformers Comics artist, Andrew Wildman. Hello. Hey, thanks for joining us. <laughs> That's yeah. okay. I was here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were back in the beginning, in the, in the 80s, the original you know, G1 comics, the UK yeah. comics. and uh, Yeah. All that time ago, and we're still here. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, not right at the very, very beginning. There were a couple of artists uh, kind of ahead of me on the UK comic, but it wasn't long before. I don't actually know when the UK comic started, but I, my first work on it, I think, it was 1988, mm-hmm. which really is a lifetime ago. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was my... It was my proper in into being a comics illustrator I've done other li- little bits and pieces but that was the thing that really got some traction for me mm-hmm. um, and then the best thing being that it was it, it provided the opportunity for me to start working for Marvel US so, right. mm-hmm. so it's a bit of a win-win really <laughs> yeah that's that's where I was introduced to you with with the Marvel US the kind of sadly the end of the Transformers comics but yes. I was you know it was very exciting towards the end because yeah, I, I, you know, I killed it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did you did <laughs> I shut the door on that whole nonsense <laughs> I don't know what happened to it um, yeah I was well I was only supposed to do four issues originally um, Jeff Senior uh, was a or still is a British artist who Simon Furman the writer had um, got him onto the book because they were looking for for an artist mm-hmm. you know the others had moved on Jose Delbo all those amazing people who had worked on the book so Simon um, worked well with Jeff so he got Jeff in and he ran with it for a while but then he wanted to take a break for four issues mm-hmm. um, to go and work on a Death's Head graphic novel so Simon and Jeff between them had created this whole Death's Head thing mm-hmm. that they were really pushing to be you know like yeah. a Marvel character so then they, so they needed somebody for issues. Mark, uh, Simon proposed me to the editor, um, and the editor then said, "Okay, we'll do a couple of pages as a tryout." So they gave me, you know, a couple of pages of script, and uh, and they said, "We like, we like our, our robots to look like robots <laughs> because in the UK we were kind of messing around with the with the genre a bit, you know, various different styles. Each artist had their a yeah. distinctive style." So, so I did it like that. I kind of followed the brief. I did basically my version of a Jose Delbo Transformers comic spread, and they they didn't like it. They thought it just lacked energy, that, you oh. know. <laughs> so then they got somebody else to do one issue. Dwayne Turner did it, and he had a very distinctive style too. And they didn't they didn't want him to do any more. So then they just threw it back at me in a bit of a huff and said, "Oh, you can do it." You, and you can do whatever you like. All right. <laughs> so, go on then. so then I did did my thing with it, you know, very bit more kind of organic and expressive. Mm-hmm. Got towards the end of the four issues that I was doing just to fill in for Jeff. And then Jeff decided he didn't want to come back. So then I mm. kind of held the, the torch until the end, other than Jeff popping back in to do the double size um, issue 75 special. Right. right. And I partly, bec- I think Simon wanted Jeff to do it because it was a it was a big, epic issue, and also being double size, I wouldn't have been able to keep up with the schedule anyway. Mm. So, um, so it allowed me a bit of break, yeah. breathing space, 
and then ran through until we got to the very unexpected end because we didn't know it was going to end at 18. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, as as a kid at the time reading those comics. I mean, I, I, you when I read the the letters page of issue seventy five, they said, "Yeah, we're not done, but you got to buy more issues." <laughs> it was like a, the, the, in the letters page. I remember the because I, I think Simon was writing the letters page at the time, yes, and he and yeah. he said, "Yeah, we're not canceled yet, but we are on the bubble, so please <laughs> buy buy as many issues yeah. as you can." So that that had me a little scared, but yeah, I mean, the, yeah. but. I mean, even when I started the book, I, as soon as I was assigned to the book, I, I kind of got on a plane and went over to, I'd never been to America before, mm-hmm. flew over to New York to meet Rob, the editor, who'd just taken over from Don Daly. And he was showing me around the Marvel offices, which for me, like a complete comics fanboy, was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm at Marvel, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, can I stay? Um, and, and he was introducing me to various editors and they were saying, oh, what, what are you working on? And Rob would say, oh, he's working on Transformers. And other Marvel editors' response was basically, do we still do that book? <laughs> you know, they, they, they weren't interested in it yeah. at all. And I think Marvel were trying to cancel all the toy-based books that mm. they were doing. They just wanted to concentrate on Marvel books. Um, but G.I. Joe was very well established. Transformers was well established. and. Bizarrely, now when you look at print numbers, I think Transformers were, was cancelled at about 75, 79,000 mm. copies a month. Yeah. Whereas, you <laughs> yeah. know, if you had that now. It, yeah, you're a number one seller. So yeah. they were very, very different yeah. times. Um, and I first heard they were cancelling it when it was at a comics convention in London. And um, Tom DeFalco came over to, to London and, you know, the convention was going on. We were all in a pub in the middle of London having a drink after day one of the convention. Tom came over to chat to me and Simon and we were riding high with Transformers. It was all going great guns. And, uh, and, um, and so we were talking to him, oh, you know, how's everything doing? He said, well, yeah, it's all great. He said, oh, you do know we're cancelling Transformers, don't you? We are like, when? And he said, well, you've probably got a couple of issues left. <laughs> great <laughs> wow next round's on you then you know. yeah. yeah so that was a bit of a bit of a punch in the face but you know we we moved on yeah but you did you did keep getting pulled back to transformers a little bit like at least with, you know, dreamwave and idw they did pull you back occasionally what was it like uh when you heard they were reviving you know and saying okay we're giving you 20 more issues let's go all the way to 100 and and finish it off yeah well i mean it had cropped up for me over the years i mean obviously i'd moved on to other things and so doing stuff for dreamwave was great it was good to work with simon again and then little bits and pieces and and i did a series of six covers for idw Uh, and basically they let me do what I want. So I said, I want to do single character on each cover. They told me which characters and they kind of left me to it. And it was, it was great, but that was, that was it for me. I wasn't going to do any more. And then they came back and said, what would it take to get you to do? Well, what they said was, what would it take to get you to do some interior artwork? You know, that we'd like to have you back doing some more interior artwork. And we know that there's other people out there that do. But then they paused and said, other than money, <laughs> <laughs> so clearly they weren't they weren't going to up the page rate or anything. You yeah. know, I said no. I get it. That's fine. Um, 
and I didn't want to do it, but they pushed a bit. And I said, well, I'll, I'll do it, but I only want to work with Simon mm -hmm. because for me, Transformers was, was that, you know, that yeah, thing yeah. that we'd done right. a number of years previously. Um, and I want to do something that's got some kind of weight to it. Some, it's meaningful. It's a good, a, a good way to kind of wrap up the, the stuff that we never had a chance to finish mm -hmm. yeah. back in the Marvel days. And, and they, they took that on, so so we we had some chats about what you mean. Simon chatted about what we wanted to do. I threw lots of fanciful artist ideas at him, <laughs> and um, and then he took some of those and did his thing, and so we we pitched it to him and, then, and they agreed, and we said we want to do it as a four issue series, and this is what we want to do. Fine. So they went away. We didn't hear from them. They said it's looking good. We're talking to Hasbro. You know, we'll let you know when we get a green light on it. The first that we heard about it um, was when they'd announced it at the San Diego Comic Convention. And so the editor got in touch and said, oh, by the way, it's got the green light. It's going ahead. It was announced at the San Diego Comic Convention. Um, the, only, the only kind of caveat on it from Hasbro was that you can only take it up to issue 100. It's like... We only wanted to do four issues, <laughs> <laughs> like, but okay, all right then, you know. Um, so that was great for Simon. It gave him the space to really, mm -hmm. you know, a, def a definitive end point. So it wasn't suddenly going to be cancelled or right. being well. And so he could take it through to the conclusion that you know, he felt was appropriate for, for all of that. I, I kind of went along for the ride as far as I could but I was getting a lot of work doing storyboard stuff for TV and, and in the end I had to hand it over to Guido to to kind of finish it off although I did do a few pages in the final issue yeah. and I did a cover for every every issue so. Yeah. so yeah it was great it was great to dip back in but you know it was a past glory in some <laughs> ways but nice to become relevant again for, yeah. a, for a little while yeah, you mentioned how uh, you know at least you got some pushback about uh, drawing more drawing robots more robotically and not not as expressively. But yeah. at least now, I feel like uh, a lot of the artists have taken you know taken inspiration from your work and a lot of a lot of the artists' work from back in the '80s and made the robots more expressive, more you mm. know trying to sh convey more emotion and more you know more humanity in the in the robots. Yeah. And, uh, how do you feel about like your? I, I think you know a lot of the artists here will point to you and point to folks like Jeff Senior as a, as inspiration for the art that they're doing now in Transformers. Yeah, and and that's I mean that's kind of wonderful thing to happen really. And I know the way that I treated Transformers when I because I didn't even know what they were when they first asked me to, to do it in the UK. You know, I was I was the wrong kind of age. My kids weren't old enough, and I was too old. So, <laughs> but obviously I kind of learned pretty quickly and the thing two things occurred to me one was one of the catchphrases is um you know this whole kind of freedom free freedom is the right of all sentient beings it's like well these are sentient beings they're not just mechanical things stomping around with no purpose um so surely then and you could tell in the script i mean there was Simon's great at writing pathos, like he really is. So you, I needed to get that that in. Um, and the other thing is for, that occurred to me that I don't think many people were doing was that, like the cars and aeroplanes and trucks and uh, you know all this kind of thing. 
if two cars have a fight with each other, there's going to be some serious damage, <laughs> you know. So, so the first thing I started to do was, was smashing windshields and breaking bits off and all that kind of thing. Um, and then I would only ever, and, and so I would have that as part of the continuity and then only ever go back on that and clean them up a bit when they were theoretically in a position to do that. So they're like back at base or whatever, and then they could get repaired. And, and I think injecting that level of realism um, added to the art side of the realism because the story was already very r realistic. Simon was mm -hmm. doing, I mean, it's all, you know, fantasy <laughs> sci-fi yeah. stuff, but, but nevertheless, he was imbuing those characters with emotions in the writing. So it had to be done in the art as well. And, and also, I was massively influenced by other people. So it's nice to feel like some of that has been handed on and, and people are being influenced by the work that we did. Mm -hmm. um, Transformers, the Transformers I did wouldn't look like they did do unless, you know, if I hadn't bumped into Barry Smith's Machine Man work mm -hmm. where he was treating robotics in a very different mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And there were cables and mess and stuff all over the place. That's a gorgeous little miniseries. Yeah, yeah. And I just poured over that and you know when it came to it i thought i'm going to do that thing <laughs> let's do that thing that's that's going to be different that'll get the marvel edi editors who think it's been cancelled anyway <laughs> you know set up and notice i'm a huge fan of barry Windsor smith yeah yeah, yeah, yeah me too genius yeah mm. what a, um and with Transformers kind of ending. There was, I guess, there was some discussion of taking the the Neo Knights, the supergroup, and and doing yes. something with them. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, what uh, was there? What was the, what was the pathway there, or did just things things just didn't take off for that? Yeah, I I can't remember how that initial spark of an idea happened, but I think because both myself and Simon wanted to do essentially superhero characters. Mm -hmm. And there seemed like that ideal opportunity with, I mean, Circuit Breaker had always been very, very popular. Yeah. So to kind of build a team around that seemed like a good idea. So we had the Neo Knights. So kind of reimagining those a bit seemed like a good idea. And then we paused and thought, there are a lot of mech characters in the Marvel Universe anyway. So let's just see if we can pull those together and create some kind of mech team. And this was at a time when you know, there was all, all those really cool assembling of characters around the, the X books and all that. You know, yeah. a lot of people were, were pushing what, what you could do with that. So we thought, well, let's just pitch in with our, our version of that. I can't, I can't remember what we called it. We had a name for the... For anyway, I did like a, a mock-up cover and we pitched mm -hmm. it, but, you know. Yeah. Nah, they were too busy pumping as much money as they could out of the buying public <laughs> on x-men and spider-man you know so yeah the, the, i guess the comic book crash was coming was looming <laughs> looming very closely I, in a couple of years it, there yeah and it became inevitable i don't think yeah. it was a surprise when that happened yeah, yeah um i remember talking to joey cavallari who was my editor on spider-man 2099 and i said to him what happened to this and, and he said well basically th there aren't more people buying comics they're just buying more, the same people are buying more <laughs> comics. Mm -hmm. yep. And that doesn't, you can't sustain that, you know. Right. Especially when it's multiple copies of the same one. They're going to wise up sooner or later. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and they did, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. The bubble burst, yeah. 
So uh, you've moved on from comics in terms of your, you know, your your day to day job in terms of storyboarding, uh, TV, yeah. and, and movies and, and uh, animation. So what yeah. what kinds of things you're working on now? So I storyboard for live action shows, and I also storyboard for kids animated TV shows, and okay. they both kind of happened by accident individually in a way. Um, the the live action stuff happened because when I got out of comics, I worked in advertising for a while, but then I was asked to go and work for a, a video games company called Rebellion, who are like big, you know, big now, um, to go and do some concept art work for them. And I did that as a freelancer, and then they asked me to go on staff to be like head of art and graphics. So I was handling all the design work for, you know, environments and characters and all that kind of stuff. So I did that for for quite a long time and there was a guy that I that was working for Rebellion in their sort of embryonic film unit they were looking to get into making films and I got on really well with him I was also doing little bits of storyboarding for cutscenes in the computer you know in the games yeah anyway so a number quite a number of years later I just got a phone call out of the blue and it was this guy that I used to work with at Rebellion and he said you used to do storyboards when we worked you know in games do you want to do some for a, a BBC show? I was like, yeah, cool. So I met with the director, and it was like a, a sort of a horror thing. Mm-hmm. And absolutely loved it. And I got on so well with the director, a guy called Farron Blackburn, that a couple of years later, he rang me up. And he was like, hi, it's Farron. How are you doing? What are you working on? And he said, do you want to do some more storyboards for me? And I was like, yeah, what's it for? And he said, Doctor Who. And I thought, this is a game changer for me, yeah. you know, to step in. So that kind yeah. of, you know, caliber so of show. show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Some some of you might have heard of it, yeah. Even over here, even over this side of the pond. Um, yeah, so that was great. And working on Doctor Who, then I got to work with various different directors on different episodes. And then, then they would work on another show and they would get in touch, you know, and just kind of went from there. So, so from Doctor Who... I've done all sorts of stuff for British TV, so um, Luther, which you probably see, and mm-hmm. um, Pole Dark. I've even done some Pole Dark. Have you seen it? No. no. <laughs> um, I've done some um, like period drama stuff. Um, something called The White Princess, which was a big show, which which I think was financed in America. Um, stuff for Apple, so Invasion. There's like a sci-fi show on Apple mm-hmm. called Invasion. Did oh yeah, yeah, I watched that for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that was good. So all sorts of different stuff, and then on the other side of that, doing animated kids shows. So, so there's um, a company called Moonbug that do stuff that comes out on YouTube, and they get millions of views. Ridiculous. Wow. So there's this crazy character called Blippy, and they I did some stuff on that, and that's a that's a, a live action show, but they had animated elements in it. And they do a show called um, Arpo. I've done a load of stu- work on that. I did the 50th anniversary episode of The Clangers, which is a classic old British TV show. Um, so it's just, yeah, just all over the place. But I love it. It's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and you are you are dipping your toe back into indie comics these days, right? I am. You have a couple of comics that you're working on. Yeah, yeah, I do. They, I'd always wanted to do something of my own because... It's great working on, you know, licensed characters or for Marvel or whatever, but you don't, you have ownership in as much as you put your heart into it, but you don't actually have ownership. Mm-hmm. And 
I'd got ideas for stories that I wanted to tell. And and round about the time of the comics crash, I was finding it really difficult to get my head around why did that happen? Like, I felt like I was born to draw comics and it had all been taken away from me. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> so so I'd, I had some coaching and, you know, went on some personal development courses to just get my head around the change in my life at that point. Um, and then I trained as a coach and I thought, and I loved all of that. And then I started to do lecturing in universities. Mm-hmm. We'll just let the crowds pass by. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so I was, I was really into all of that sort of personal development mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, and I thought, well, I wonder if I could use some of that in a comics medium to help readers, you know, just subtly, just mm-hmm. so that it got some inspirational content in it. So over the period of a few years, I put together a, a book called Horizon, which I finished and is out there. Um, and now I'm doing another one called Oxygen, very, very different genre. The first one was kind of a bit more, I guess, Europe, style emotional drama um, but Oxygen is very definitely sci-fi so okay very cool so yeah working very on cool. that one and then I've got idea for a third one after that which will be horror so, so I'm sort of playing with different you know <laughs> and those are all you can pick those all up online or and Horizon I've just yes I mean I was just selling them at conventions or off my website so you mm-hmm. can buy them off the website mm-hmm. um, com. okay um and Horizon, I've just slightly repackaged and is, I don't know if it's up y- now or in the next few days, it will be up on Amazon so you can order it from there. So, Okay. Mm. Ooh. I, I have a, I have a <laughs> Transformers question. I, am, you, I mean, I, I, I didn't want to interrupt. You, you two were having a very good conversation. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I wanted to ask you, because yeah. artists um, that are drawing the book right now, a lot of them are, are are sneaking little Easter eggs, you know, into the pages that you know. If yeah. you're if you're paying really close attention to the backgrounds of stuff, you're going to notice these little tiny little things that are like, oh, sh- there it is, there's that thing, and that's very cool. Did you sneak any Easter eggs into oh, yeah. pages? And yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. Kind of s- nothing that was relevant to the Transformers or the story <laughs> or you know past <laughs> issues or yeah. anything you know to do with the whole universe. I c- I can't even remember why I started doing it, but. I guess after the Barry Smith influence, I was putting lots of objects, just like populating the scene with objects sure. just to make it look lived yeah. in. Um, and probably, a, no, I can't say it's out of boredom. Like, <laughs> I wasn't bored <laughs> with it at all, but <laughs> just out of a, I don't know, little sense of humor or whatever, I started to put in, I think the first thing I put in was a toaster <laughs> at one point. <laughs> just anything mechanical. So then I'd have like vacuum cleaners and then there were screwdrivers and spanners and all sorts of just different bits and pieces yeah. around. There was even a... a there's, there's a shot in, I think, the l- is it the last issue where Optimus Prime comes back mm-hmm. um, and he kind of lands and there's this big hero shot of Optimus Prime. And I thought, well, I'll just put a few bits on the floor. I used to put plugs, you know, Mm-hmm. classic UK three pin yeah, plugs yeah. on the floor <laughs> and things like that but I think there's a pair of glasses on the floor as well because I mean I wear glasses but I don't wear them when I'm drawing because I'm short sighted so they were just on the desk next to me I thought well I'll just draw me glasses you know <laughs> <laughs> just all sorts of rubbish but um, but there was al- always this um, sort of love it or hate it thing I did where you know I would give them saliva and blood yes, essentially yeah, yeah. which is just oil really sure, but yeah. it, it it was a bit like 
oh, whatever. It just made it more visceral. But then I gave them teeth, and people say, why are you giving Transformers teeth? It's like, <laughs> I don't know, because they just look like, I don't know, teethless old men if you don't put <laughs> something in there. So I gave them teeth, and because there were certain... Some people loved it. Some people criticized it so sometimes i just put pairs of false teeth on the ground you know <laughs> in the background <laughs> as well just <laughs> <laughs> so it was more that facetious you know yeah. i love the idea that if you look back and if you know it's probably not what you did but if you could follow this this wild storyline of this toaster and you followed <laughs> it through all these books and you're like oh there's the toaster there's the toaster there's the to oh the toaster's broken oh the toaster's fixed <laughs> <laughs> oh the toaster's in the base so it's fixed now okay i get it right. yeah there's now a there's whole a su subplot going on yeah, with yeah, the now toaster. toaster robot oh my god <laughs> that they all make sense now that um that optimus prime pose has been turned into a t-shirt i wonder if you look on the shirt you can find those glasses at yeah, the yeah <laughs> I, I just love these little Easter egg things that are just kind of, you know, there's no rhyme or reason why they're there, or, you know, and uh, it just, this, it, it, they make the scene for me sometimes. It's just yeah. like, what, why, you know? Uh, yeah. I think, uh, well, Alex uh, Milne put a put Crimzeek in, in a scene one day. I'm like, I was like there's no ri reem reason for Crimzeek <laughs> to be there, but there's Crimzeek. I mean, that's cool, right? You know, whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to put myself in, not in Transformers, but in G.I. Joe. I'd put myself Did in you? a couple <laughs> of times, yeah. And also, I'm, I was then and still am a huge fan of, of the music of a band called Marillion. Do you know Marillion? No. And um, so there's, in the, in the Four Issue Venom comic I did, there's a Marillion poster on the wall in the opening kind of splash page, you know, just things like that. Just sure, yeah, yeah. Play with Th it. I bit. love that stuff. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. No, you're welcome. It's and uh, yeah, and uh, again, the website, apwildman.com. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to like plug? Any, anything, uh, social media or anything like that? Oh, uh, yeah. You can find me out there. It's, if you, yeah. I'm, I'm not hard <laughs> to find. <laughs> Whatever. I don't do Twitter. I've got a Twitter account, but I don't do it. But um, Instagram's the main one for me and Facebook. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it's all out there. But yeah, check out Horizon and Oxygen. Have a look. There's yeah. stuff on the website. It's, I'm enjoying doing that. And, uh, and the people that read it love it. I mean, Horizon's got, I got some great sort of plaudits from various people, so which I've used on the back cover, obviously. <laughs> like it, you know, I'd send a copy to Dave Gibbons, and he gave me a wonderful little kind of, oh, wow. you know, and a um, guy called um, Will Gompertz, who's the arts editor for the BBC in the UK. You know, I, he I did a radio show with him, and I mm. gave him a copy, and he was like, wow, yeah, so he wrote something, and yeah, various people, so it's... That's fantastic. Yeah. Th those that read it like it. So, <laughs> th those that don't read it will never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, th yeah. Thank you again for for talking to us. For me, this is a personal treat for me. I grew up with uh, reading your comics, and uh, it was it was something that uh, you know Transformers has always been an inspiration for me, and yeah. uh, the comics in particular have, have were things that uh, that really you know fueled my childhood. So, thank you for all all the work you've done and. Definitely, yeah. I'm looking forward to checking out all, all the work you're doing now. Thank right. you. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming to Canada. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Thank you.